Let's Talk Land, a weekly land talk show devoted to learning about land and farms, buying and selling, ownership, especially for real estate agents and realtors. Learn from the experts, free land education. Hi, my name's Lou Jewell, and I'm an accredited land consultant with United Country Real Estate, Sutton Properties, along with my co-host, Teresa Martin, who's one of our agents. Good morning, Teresa. Hello. How are you? I'm well. I hope you are. Yeah, we're going to talk about something that you know a lot about. Well, it's been a long time. but Well, we're going to find out what you know. We'll put <laughs> you to the test because we do have the experts here with us today. Buying or selling homes, land or farms in western Piedmont, North Carolina, or southern Virginia, just give us a shout. Hey, we'll help you out. Our office is at 102 East Main Street next to BB&T Bank in downtown Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. And our company website is www.allsuttonproperties.com. That's A-L-L-S-U-T-T-O-N properties.com. All of our shows are dedicated to the Realtors Land Institute staff and to members. And our national site is www.rliland.com. There you can find the top land brokers, landmen, and landladies in the country. Buying or selling, make sure you deal with the experts in our industry. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsor, LandHub.com. Buying or selling land, LandHub.com is the place to be. Just a program note, Dr. Barbie's Ask the Doctor show will now follow this show and will air at 10 a.m. So make sure you stay tuned because Dr. Barbie always has something of interest. So stay tuned for Dr. Barbie. Hey, Teresa, our guest today is Dr. Emily Cope and who's PhD and Taylor Fur and they're calling from where guys? We're calling for Stokes County Cooperative Extension. And that's located in the beautiful town of Danbury, North Carolina. Is the population still 118? Because I heard there was <laughs> uh, there was one lady who was expecting twins and one was in hospice. Hey, it's a great town. I've got a beautiful de- development there right behind your offices called Retreat at Hanging Rock with some nice log cabins and half-acre circle lots on 43 acres. So I uh, put a little plug in for that between the post office and the fire department. Awesome. Hey, we're so glad to have you guys on today. Um, Dr. Cope is a Ph.D. in remnant nutrition from the University of Tennessee she got her MS from animal science from North Carolina State University and her BS in animal science from the same. And Taylor Fur has a BS education in Western Carolina universities. That's two of our finest universities in the in the state and and pretty much in the country. So uh, congratulations! That's some really nice uh, nice um, uh, things to uh, to talk about. Thank you. Thank you. Two things that Teresa and I've been wanting to do. Uh, is uh, to uh, introduce and talk about the wonderful program, the 4-H uh, program, and also uh, that's part of the Cooperative Extensive Program, and that's a, that. both of these are nationwide programs. So uh, we want to address not only uh, what you guys are doing here locally, but we'll talk about you know the programs throughout the country because this is a national show. So we want to encourage people to uh, check out the websites and uh, check out these programs because, uh, you know, it's really oriented to our, not only our community, but specifically is my understanding to our children, our treasures. And that's, uh, 
that's uh, the most important thing. Yes, yes, absolutely. So you guys want to start with the uh, extension program, cooperative extension program nationally, and then tie that into Stokes County? Sure, sure. Um, Taylor, I, I can start, and so please just weigh in on, on anything that I have leave out. But um, for those that are not familiar with cooperative extension, it was really established um, in 1914 under the Smith-Weber Act, which really connected land-grant institutions and universities um, with the general public to help them, to help um, our public become informed about recent developments in agriculture or some economics or public policy, economics. And then here it was, you know, Taylor was for each development. So just to, it was established to disseminate information produced by um, experiment stations at universities. And so for us at, at NC State specifically, and really kind of the mission at large for cooperative extension is we provide trusted information to people, businesses, and communities communities to help them solve problems or develop skills or just to build a better future. And so specifically, we specialize in agriculture, 4-H youth development, communities, and food and nutrition and the environment. And so our, our overall mission is to deliver education and technology to enrich the lives, land, and economy of North Carolina. So, Taylor, do you want to speak more specifically to 4-H? Of course. So, um, 4-H is really an international program, and, um, you know, it started many moons ago as corn clubs. Um, so youth were doing um, corn clubs and smoke canning clubs, and that's how kind of the 4-H evolved and has just, um, we've now moved more into more opportunities for youth development. So we, you know, we don't only focus on agriculture now. We focus on science and technology to cooking and nutrition um, to everything in between. So 4-H is a youth development program for, we focus on youth ages 5 to 18 years of age. And um, you can you can find a 4-H program in all counties of North Carolina, including the Eastern Band and the Cherokee Indians. Um, and most counties outside of North Carolina and other states as well. Yeah, I was in the 4-H program. I started in the fourth grade and went all the way through my senior year in high school, and that was in Patrick County, Virginia. I don't know if they still have a program or not. Yeah, they do. Well, it's been a long time. Well, they didn't stop it because you left. Well, she said in North Carolina and then international, and I wasn't sure yeah. if Patrick County still had one or not. I sure do. I, lo I love your motto, the four H, and the four H's stand for head, heart, hands, and health. Yes. yes. That's the uh, that's yeah that's the pledge, right? Which is fabulous. And I, I'm an old Eagle Scout, so uh, you know we're kind of uh, akin uh, and similar and challenging to helping our youth and programs. So uh, you know, greatest experience in my life and. And uh, I even have it on my my uh, email, you know, Eagle Scout. And you wouldn't believe how many people, how many compliments I get uh, for uh, being involved in that program. And I'm sure uh, the people that's been involved in your programs get the same type of acknowledgments. Yes, very much so. It's 
definitely a badge of honor. Once a foreigner, always a foreigner. So that's exactly right. Does this? Do these programs cost anything to the public? So here in Stokes County, we, um, we are funded by the United Fund of Stokes County. Um, so we are gracious enough to receive funding from them that help support our program. And with that being said, we try to offer many programs that are either at no cost or at a very low cost um, so that youth can participate in them. But majority of our programs that we offer and that youth can participate in um, are free of charge. That, and in terms of blue, I'll, I'll add really quick. I'm, yeah, please. Um, we are in, you know, during, given the current um, state, just with the, the, the pandemic, a lot of our programming is being delivered virtually. And the fantastic thing about that is we have a larger reaching audience now. Wow, I can imagine. And for Taylor, the other night, she had a STEM, a STEM night uh, for youth, and we had a participant on from California. And those are just opportunities wow. that we, we didn't have before. And so we were trying to find those silver linings for the pandemic. And our staff has have just been phenomenal and, and jumping on board and doing things virtually and delivering their program um, through electronic methods. And just the, the other clients that we've never reached before, we, we have a far greater um, ability to, to reach those clients now. You know, the pandemic, uh, it's really obviously got its downsides, but uh, as Teresa and I do shows all over the country in different vocations and subjects, uh, it's amazing, right, Teresa, of, of all the adaptations that each of these uh, different industries are doing. Yeah. Uh, very positive, quite frankly. Right. And I think uh, it's moving us quicker into the um, new age of communication. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and, you know, they're pushing really hard to get – Wi-Fi um, and high-speed internet throughout the United States, especially in the rural areas. And, uh, you know, I, I can just, uh, at the age of 71, you know, I mean, God, if I'd had Google when I was a kid, I'd be, I'd put Einstein to shame. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's a shame, though. 4-H, when I was in it, it was, uh, you know, it was all the kids getting together, and that was, that was a lot of fun, too, was being with your friends and, and all doing it together as a group and a team. I learned a lot from 4-H. I think it helped to, to, te to teach me about, well, I learned to, to be in front of people, to work with people, to work together as a unit. It was, I just really enjoyed it. And this is for boys and girls, right? This isn't, this isn't. Uh... Correct. Right. Yes, we, we welcome any and all youth. What, what is your average age? Our average age right now. Yeah. Or in the recent past. Right. Um, I would say we are we have a very large um, group of the middle school age youth right now. So, and we ha we hit a lot of youth in the elementary schools as well. Um, so you know we're starting them young and hoping to hold them tight throughout their years so they can participate in our programs um, through their duration school um, up until they're 18 and age out. Yeah, that's what I've done. So the, the uh, schools are cooperative with the 4-H uh, club and these other extension programs, right? 
They're very supportive. Yes, very, very um, supportive. And we actually, as our 4-H program, we provide school enrichment opportunities for our classes. And they um, we provide one program in particular is our 4-H embryology program. So we, that's a second-grade focus program, but they we've offered it to many other grade levels as well. But this program in particular is where the youth study the life cycle of a chicken, and they are given eggs, and they study the eggs for three weeks, and then once that 21-day mark um, comes around, they watch the um, chicks hatch, and so they just see the whole process, and it's a great experience. Um, we have that program in just about every elementary school in State County, which is amazing. Well, that's hands-on, isn't it? Do they take their Do they take their chickens home with them? <laughs> Actually, we have a couple um, youth who they do request to take um, some of the chickens home um, because they may live on a farm or or whatnot. But most of the time, we lend out the chicks to our FFA programs and or and or our um, local farmers. Well, this is interesting. And this is just one of many, many programs. I mean, that's what we want to talk about uh, in this show today is, is maybe highlighting, if you guys can, some of the unique programs that you have. I don't think we have enough time to really talk about all of them in detail, but at least try to uh, cover some of them. One thing that I really found interesting, uh, the NC State Extension Program, their mission statement says, NC State Extension transforms science into everyday solutions for North Carolina through programs and partnerships focused on agriculture, food, health, and nutrition, and, of course, the 4-H club youth development. So that's quite a mission statement. It is. It is. And, I mean, our, our not, that's exactly what it is. I mean, I guess it's self-explanatory, but we want to take research, applied research, and make it applicable to an everyday consumer where they would see their lives transformed, they would see an increase in just overall quality of life, be it profitability on a farm or economics or having a health transformation uh, through a food and nutrition program that they may have, have gone through. So just being able to take that science at the university level and take it out into the community for it to be easily understandable for our citizens. This is great. Hey, our guest today is Dr. Emily Cope and Taylor Fur with uh, the North Carolina Extension and the 4-H Club. This is Let's Talk Land. Thank you to our sponsor, Land Hub. View thousands of properties for sale at landhub.com. That's what you've got coming up with the fall. I know you offer different types of programs, and, and you've got a lot of people that are involved. And if you could just tell us a little bit about what's going on and what's coming up. Yes, of course. Uh, actually, this County 4-H and really North Carolina 4-H has a busy fall planned ahead, and I'm super excited to see our youth involved in these programs. So to begin with, um, the Six County 4-H program specifically, we have, um, each month we have a 4-H night, and we kind of cover a, a different topic each month um, just to kind of get youth in, involved and familiar with the 4-H program. So this past month for September, we did a 4-H night, and we, it was related to STEM, so we did a couple of STEM experiments, science experiments, and learned a little bit about STEM 
And then this coming 4-H night in October, we'll be focusing on bees and why bee, honeybees are important for um, our environment and um, agriculture and learn a little bit about beekeeping um, from our local beekeepers. So that's a very exciting time for us just to kind of get the word about 4-H out and get some bees invo- involved in our program. Another thing we've got coming up is our, we're going to do a Learn, Grow, Eat, Go series, which is a curriculum developed from, especially developed from Texas um, 4-H. And this is just a great opportunity for youth who are interested in gardening. So they will basically become junior master gardeners. And this program... We have an interest meeting coming up on October 6th, and um, youth and families can attend that and learn a little bit more about the program and how they can become involved um, and become a junior master gardener. Do you have any volunteers that help with the program? We do. We actually have volunteers who um, either help teach programs, but specifically I have volunteers for our clubs. The county has five clubs, and I have a leader in charge of each of those clubs. Um, so that's how our volunteers are used. Um, and, I, you know, we always are looking for volunteers to um, help out with programs, help out with community service activities, um, those, those such things. I might like to do that. Teresa, if you can't, you're spending I, all your time I selling know, real estate. I know, I'm selling a lot of real estate, but I loved 4-H. Teresa. I had so much fun in 4-H for so long. You can do it on Saturday afternoons. Yes. <laughs> we also, our 4-H program also, um, the actually, this is coming down from North Carolina 4-H. They have a series of programs called Nature um, Adventures, and they're covering topics such as coastal ecology, beaver pond exploration, pine, pine forest ecology, stories in the stars astronomy, um, nature craft, and outdoor survival skills. And these are all actually um, provided from our camp staff. So we have three 4-H camps across the state. Um, Millstone 4-H camp, uh, Betsy Justin 4-H camp, and the Eastern Center. Um, so camp staff at those locations will be providing these programs. Um, so those are great opportunities for youth across the state to participate in. What happened to the facility? You guys had a wonderful facility. Wasn't that sold in the parks it they was. cut over? It was, yep. Unfortunately, that one in Swannanoa for a camp in um, right outside of Asheville. So now we don't have you don't have uh, one, right? Not in Stokes County, correct? We, um, but Betsy Justin is actually right next door to us in Rockingham um, County, located in Reedsville, North Carolina. Well, for our listing audience out there, any uh, property owners out there that uh, have some acres, right? That would uh, like to. Uh, wouldn't that be appropriate if someone wanted to work with you and uh, donate their facility or uh, give you access to their facility? Would that be great? So that would that would be great for our local program. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yep, yep. That would be. Um, we are always looking for different venues and different facilities to 
um, how that program just to show our youth and families, you know, all around the county. Um, so we're not always meeting in one location. Well, we're putting the word out for you, okay? <laughs> Thanks for the plug. <laughs> Call Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, by the way, let's give these websites because, uh, you know, for the listening audience out there, sometimes people like to follow us, and uh, and I'm partly we should have done that in the first session, but but uh, if you're driving, please don't be uh, doing it. But uh, you know, if you're in the right place, uh, you can go to these two. two get, Emily, give us our, the websites, please. Yeah. So our for our main uh, county website, you would want to go to S C O K E S dot I mean, I could have spent hours going through that thing. There's so much information. And that also has a section for the 4-H club, too. So, uh, yeah, perfect. So, uh, you know, if it's appropriate, uh, go check those sites out. as we. And you guys may have some questions, too. Fortunately, this isn't a live show, but uh, we'll still take your questions and follow up after the show. We'll tell you how you can do that. Um, tell us about some of your staff members that work with you. Great job giving an introduction and an overview of what we're doing at, in Stokes County for 4-H. But we have um, two other agents on right now. Um, Brian Hartman is our certified business services agent, and he has a true heart for service and um, just enjoys helping the home gardener for commercial vegetable and fruit production. He has a great depth of knowledge for high tunnel crop production. Um, he has. Answered, I mean, home quarantine gardens have been um, on the rise this summer. We have joked with him. He has answered all the questions about cucumbers, squash, and zucchini, and, and trouble with tomatoes. So he um, he does great with um, commercial vegetable production, but he also has a lot of knowledge when it just comes to overall soil uh, health as well and understanding uh, soil science. And right now he's got some pedestals credit classes going, um, so you have to make, maintain your, your pesticide credits annually here in North Carolina, so you can um, retraining some people on that to keep them up to um, speed on, on their credits, and then this fall he's also offering some tiny mushroom webinars as well as pumpkins, everything pumpkins for planting and harvesting even decorating the pumpkins. And then Brian also will be teaching some composting classes this fall as well as some fall uh, pruning classes. In the spring, he, he's done a lot of blueberry pruning, and this fall he'll focus on um, uh, fall production plants for, for pruning. And he's even done some wildlife management classes, more so in the, the pests that invade our gardens. Um, I know in one of our demonstration gardens, even at our office, we had a little bit of a gopher problem earlier this year, and so Brian was helping helping take care of that. But then we also um, have Patty Snyder. She is our family and consumer sciences agent, and Patty is 
fantastic. He deals um, specifically with food, uh, safety, health, nutrition, even parenting classes. Again, with all the, the home gardens that were established this summer, we all had an overabundance of tomatoes and cucumbers, and so Patty did a lot of webinars for canning classes, uh, and those were really, really successful. And then both uh, Patty and Brian have actually both been very instrumental in getting farmer's markets established here in Stokes County. So you can visit those. We have one in Walnut Cove on Thursday afternoons, and then there's the King Farmer's Market on Saturday morning. So check those out. It's a great way to support our local producers and stop by and say hi to your agents if you're there. And then Tony's activities this fall, she does a lot with um, uh, fitness also. So she has a program that is called Lift. It just started. It's really geared to um, our older clients. It's a, it's a strength training class. It runs several weeks. You can visit our, our website to check that out and get plugged in to that. And this also has a virtual walk across NC. Really great program. This is typically done in person, but this year um, we will be offering it virtually. It's a little bit of a competition, too, so check that out. And we are without a livestock agent currently, but I'm excited to say that we should be having a member join our team soon. So be, be um Checking back our website for a new team member that will service um, our livestock producers in the county. Wow, that's quite a staff and quite programs. Um, if you had both of you, I'll ask each of you, um, if you could tell us uh, one of the most interesting programs that you're currently work, working with or doing, presenting, that has the most benefit to the community that you've observed, if you could just pick one, each of you. Wow. Most benefit to the community that, I mean, you observe, you know, it's really a lot of people participating and there's a lot of results, intended results. You know, I have to go back to um, what Teresa mentioned earlier with demonstrations. We, um, we call them now presentations, and I have a great number of you to participate in this each year, and it's a very rewarding process, and, um, you know, the youth, Pick a topic and they research the topic. They work hard on preparing a um, presentation themselves, and then they present it in front of strangers, um, to say the least. That's what you used to do, Teresa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it teaches you to speak in front of people that you do not know. It teaches you to how to research. You learn. You have to be dedicated to it if you want a, a really good presentation, and it's it's very rewarding when you get up there. And when, I remember how nervous I would get when I get up to speak, no. but yeah. now I have re, I have been rewarded <laughs> later in life by I'm not afraid to speak to anybody, and I'm on the radio now. <laughs> yeah, we've noticed. <laughs> I, I too grew up in 4-H, and um, presentations were a main. Um, project of mine and so I, I each year did a presentation and um, you know got more and more comfortable with public speaking and it's just it's a great life skill to have so I it's a it's a great program for our youth and I it's very rewarding um, to watch them grow in that process what's what are your best best recruiting uh, topics or events what where do you see the most activity right now what are people drawn to What's hot and what's not? So, for 
for you uh, specifically, Terry, yeah. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but you guys are the experts. Yeah, so I want to say that our summer programs are a hot topic. Okay. So typically, during the summer, we have most days of the summer, beginning right at the end of school, which is typically the second week in June up until August, we have a program for youth to participate in. So whether that's um, learning about crime scene investigation, to doing robotics, to do cooking, to cake decorating, um, to learning about gardening, going zip lining, going to the zoo. I mean, I could go on and on and on talking about our programs. Wow. Um, but we have a youth love those programs. I mean, we have a great uh, participation in that um, each summer. I mean, it was very, very sad to see this summer that we could not do them in person. Um, but we're definitely looking forward to next summer. I tell you, I'll... I will. I will also add too. I mean, with Taylor, that was you know, really specific for 4-H. Um, but for more of our adult programs with Patty and Taylor, just um, being people are really interested in having a better understanding and connection about knowledge about where their food comes from. And so, again, with a lot of these establishments of these home gardens and connecting um, their their nutrition and their food um, to also be able to eat smarter and move their bodies more. And so those have been really popular programs um, for Patty and Brian both. So a lot of the home horticulture production and then also helping our consumers be able to uh, read a food label even or do some meal prepping right now. Um, those, those have been really popular. And then also back to 4-H is just activities for children to do. There's that are non-virtual now. We spend so much time in front of the, the computer. And so Taylor offering um, home activity kits for families to take home that would get them outside, get their bodies moving, get them to explore nature or sure. um, where things come from have, have been really popular this summer for us. Perfect. Hey, our guest today is Dr. Emily Cope with the Extension Program and Taylor Fur with 4-H. This is Let's Talk Land. Our sponsor is LandHub.com. View thousands of properties for sale at LandHub.com. You know, I wanted to talk about just quickly some hardware uh, about the Extension uh, Program and how it works. And I'm just going to read something I pulled off the website. Uh, North Carolina is home to two land-grant institutes, institutions. Sorry. NC State and North Carolina A&T State University over in Greensboro. Uh, the land-grant universities have a unique, important obligation to serve our state through extension. It's what sets us apart from other universities. Now, these are nationwide, uh, and I'll let you uh, talk about it for me. I was just curious about roughly how many land-grant institutions there are in the United States. But just to go on here quickly, each school coordinates extension programs that work in collaboration with the U.S. Department of Agriculture's National Institute of Food and Agriculture, the USDA NIFA is the acronym, as well as the state and local governments. These strategic partnerships is called the North Carolina Cooperative Extension. Together, we enrich the lives of land and economy, and for the, all of our North Carolinians. And this is uh, this is cookie cutter throughout the United States, right, Emily? Yes, correct. So um, I'm not exactly sure on on the numbers of, of land-grant institutions, but Taylor, you may know specifically, but really they were established, again, to um, 
to help connect our citizens to the universities and to disseminate that information um, out. Um, and so I believe, I mean, like you mentioned, Lou, we have two here in North Carolina. We have North Carolina State University and North Carolina A&T State University. Um, and thinking about sister institutions, um, uh, Texas has a large uh, cooperative extension program in the land grant institution. Um, I believe, Taylor, are there are there about twenty land grant institutions? Do you know? I don't know off the top of my head. That's a good thing for the audience to Google. Okay, so yeah. people like to do that. <laughs> They'll answer it for themselves. But I was just right. curious. But there's there's not that many. But the programs are so important. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, again, just I mean. We read it back to us, but um, just for agriculture and technology as educational institutions and being able to um, connect the dots between science and applied um, practices. Okay, so um, now we got a better understanding of where all this comes from. And like you said, uh, uh, the United Way, is that right, is one of the major funders uh, in the state? United Fund, but yes, United Way is a funder for many programs. Are there organizations that support financially and otherwise? For us specifically, we um, we have some other donors, and um, so the public can donate too, right? I, I know I saw that on your website. You can definitely take part with your contributions, ten dollars or more, or whatever it is you want to give, and you can also volunteer your time, right? Right. Yep. yep, and we do receive um, state and federal dollars as well. Um, there are some stipulations about what we're able to use uh, funding for. Um, so, but yes, we definitely, um, so specifically, our agents are not able to use our state and federal dollars for programming. And so that's why grants are um, hugely important to us. Our in-kind donations really are take our agents and their programs to the next level. You know, like Taylor said, we like to keep our programs no cost or at a very low cost. And, and having those uh, grant-funded opportun- grant opportunities or in-kind donations allow us to do that for our citizens. So, And people can donate stuff too, right? Uh, a, a chicken farmer can donate a few chicks or, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. So, it's, yeah, it's not just about the financial things. But yeah, we, we definitely welcome um, other resources or even just time. You know, we had talked about volunteers earlier, and we always – could use additional hands and for activities and programs and we're a little bit limited right now but we certainly welcome the opportunity uh for that in the future see Teresa, you can go back and relive your youth <laughs> huh you got a, you got a job for Teresa? <laughs> i'm sure they could find one thing Maybe not with chickens, though, right, right, Teresa? Well, I don't. I might not be very good with chickens. <laughs> Maybe I should come to learn about chickens. <laughs> Actually, it's funny because my son and his girlfriend are talking about homesteading, and I'm sure that you guys do a lot of things that people that are interested in that would benefit from. Yeah. Let, let me let me add to that real quick, if I may. You know, we're real estate agents. And, um, and we sell a lot of land and a lot of farms, and we sell them to people that uh, come out of these urban areas uh, and uh, want to retire or for whatever reason. 
And they want to set up, uh, uh, I mean, we've got quite a few trees. I know over the years, almost 30 years I've been doing it. Um, and I never knew where to get, send them, uh, you know, to, to learn and to get these programs. So uh, now I've got a great source out there. So for you realtors out there listening, you know, uh, bone up on the extension programs and these 4-H programs and these new customers that you have coming into our communities, you know, what a great place to uh, get them started. And the best people in, in, in the county right here. Yeah, please send them our way. You know, we, we really focus on being able to deliver that unbiased, research-based scientific information to help our consumers. And, you know, as we see, like you mentioned, Lee, we're seeing a lot of hobby farms on the increase. And, you know, with that, it's farm production on a smaller scale. And, and how can we lend our services? How can we help with that? Um, specifically, we're seeing a lot of um, homesteaders, uh, either it in home vegetable production or fruit production, but also livestock production. Um, you mentioned two, three, so the, the chicken production. I do want to put in a plug. We have a global poultry processing unit um, at our office that um, Stokes County citizens are able to rent at a very small fee, and it just um, it helps the home home uh, poultry producer be able to process their birds at home on their farm, and so they're welcome to call the office. Do you guys help them pluck them? <laughs> we do. We actually do. So we have um, a plucking session. A little bit. We, um, we have a plucker that's on the unit. All right. <laughs> so. well, not many people have been on our show that says they have their own plucker. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I got to come see how that works. Uh. I mean, I, you know, you got tobacco out there, and, and I used to prime it when I was a kid by hand, and I got these machines. So I guess that's tobacco plucking. <laughs> yes. So, again, let's go back um, for, let's say, somebody just bought a farm from us or one of the agents here in the community. And, and uh, what about land management programs? Because I, you know, uh, one thing that I advocate, I'm actually a teacher. I teach the only land class for the real estate industry in the state of North Carolina. It's quite a shame uh, that it's only me, but um, uh, it's me. But um, I always uh, also like to educate my buyers about how to sell and what to do but also uh, my sellers as well. But for buyers, I want them to know about timber because timber's cash. It's a crop uh, to be managed. we got the deferment programs for ag, for ten, you know, 20 acres of uh, timber certified for 10 acres of pasture and five acres of uh, ag producing $1,000 a year, uh, 3000 over a three-year average, to get that incredible discount on your, uh, on your uh, county taxes. And it's quite significant, by the way. And that can be transferred. But, uh, you know, there's conservations. you got stream management, stream course management. Uh, you got soils. Uh, carbon credits are now, uh, we've done a couple shows on that. Uh, peat, peat, uh, farm, peat moss farming, uh, actual tree. Uh, if you allow your trees, uh, lot, these loblolly planted forests to uh, being harvested and, you know, normally 30 years to allow them to grow for 60 years, you know, there's carbon credits, uh, tax credits for that. So, there's a lot. Do you guys help with this type of stuff in some of your programs? Yes, Lou, absolutely we do. Um, and so, and I do want to mention, too, if, if Cooperative Extension cannot help you, you know, we partner with several other organizations around the county, be it Soil and Water or Farm Service Agency or even the Forestry Department. So if, if we can't help you, we'll definitely put you in contact with someone that can. But, you know, talking about purchasing land and, and thinking about 
that if you're willing to say, I, I want to establish a garden, but I'm not really sure where are my property to do that, Brian could come out and do a site visit. He could talk about a site plan. Where on your property is best for a garden? Where Where's the best sunlight? Where is the best uh, drainage? Let's do a soil sample um, first to see if this would be a good plot to establish a garden. But even, too, with... Um, Livestock production, you know, you mentioned timber, um, and a lot of times people will come, they'll buy a property, they want pasture, but sometimes it takes uh, timbering some land to establish that pasture. So, you know, we definitely could um, help with that or connect you with an NRCS agent that, that can help with that too, and uh, we can make recommendations for the type of livestock that you would want um, on your property. What are your goals as a producer? Um you know, we, we have a lot of people that have interest in small ruminants and get cheaper goats, but they have different um, forage preferences. So depending on the land that you have, an agent can come out, talk about proper fencing, uh, proper forages to establish on your property. If you need to timber the land first before you sow in a pasture. So, yeah, our agents can definitely, definitely help with that livestock and um, our, our small farm agent, Brian. So. So, Dr. Cope, you guys are in the old courthouse downtown uh, Danbury, right? We're actually in the um, old Danbury School. In the old Danbury School, okay. That's right. You're up on the hill. Yeah. But right yeah. there, you've got a lot of these organizations right there in Danbury, right, that we're talking about? Correct. So there are a few of them right down the forest. We shared our building, but then down the hill we have um, soil and water and um Farm Service Agency down in the old courthouse. Right. So, so for instance, I have, I, you said something that made me think about my soil. If I wanted my soil checked, could I bring it in? You can. We have the birth in our office recently. We have the form. And we can help you collect the sample and show you how to do it. It's a little brown we'll box help. that folds up you can pick up. It teaches, tells you exactly how to sample the soils and then. It tells you exactly how to sample the soils and then. They send it off to NC State, and uh, yep. they do an analysis. It's a basic analysis. How piece. much does something like that cost? Is it expensive? I think it's $5, isn't it? I think right now, actually, until October, it may be free. So you may want to jump on oh, that. now's the uh, time. <laughs> so, but during, um, there's several months that there is a fee associated with it, but it's very small, less than $10, I believe. $10 right. or less. Okay. And I've got some of those containers in the office, by the way. I keep them in stock. Well, them. there's something got to be going on with my soil. But ha I planted yellow buttercups, and they came up white. And We can't be dumping nothing, motor oil well, out there every no, time you change I don't, your oil. I don't dump my I don't change my oil. <laughs> <laughs> no, when we, when we purchased our home, it had rained a lot. And when the dozers came out, they said they pushed off all of our topsoil. So I think that has something to do with the problems that we're having with, with growing things. You know there's so a difference between soils and dirt? There is, and I think I got a lot of dirt. <laughs> Not a lot of soil. Brian can help you interpret that soil analysis. We can talk about recommendations about what we would need to do as far as lime or fertilizer on the soil to improve the soil health. Well, I'll definitely have to call him. <laughs> He's great. My mind is just full here. I can't believe all these programs. It's just like uh, I'm trying to wrap my, my head around it. Unfortunately, it doesn't work anymore like it used to. But you, it's incredible the stuff that you guys do. Thank you. We know. I mean, we we have a, you know, there's there's so much information and there's so much to learn. And I think that's too important for us as agents and, 
and specialists to remember is we learn just as much from our producers and our homeowners, too, on a daily basis. Oh, sure. And so just being that lifetime learner, I think, is something that all the agents have that mentality in the office, too. They're always looking for new ways to improve and to grow, too. Teresa, I think this is one of the best shows we've had, right? Yeah, huh? it is, it's, it's a good one. These guys are great. Um, give us a few success stories. To make us cry. Give us an example of some of the things that you guys have been involved in. Taylor, do you have something with you? Uh, w- one that keeps coming to mind is um, we had a program with our youth. We had about 10 youth involved in this program, and it was called um, Taste of Stokes. And basically, we um, surveyed our community and folks said that there was a need for youth um, needing to know how to prepare a meal and set up for a meal and serve a meal. And so we told them that. Um, Patty and myself, our family consumer science agent, we worked together and we um, got, we met with these 10 youth over course of a couple of times and we taught them how to um, prepare, you know, a, a, a main dish, a, a, you know, a salad dish and then a dessert, you know, so they had the, the whole thing. And then they had a special night where they showcased all their hard work and we held it at the Arts Festival here in Danbury um, and the community had five tickets many compliments about our youth at that particular event, um, how hard they were, how well the uh, meal tasted, and how well they served um, their tables. That's, that was a great experience for me to watch that whole process from beginning to end. What a wonderful facility. Didn't we get a grant a couple years ago, a million dollars or something, and they totally renovated that art center downtown? They, they did. It's a great Fabulous job. Unbelievable. So, God, if you hadn't been by there, go. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry, Lou, I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt. I did want to mention, too, Patty and Taylor both did a program uh, back, and Taylor speaks to this, too, but you all were in, this, in one of the schools doing a program, and it was where you were introducing kids each week to a new food, and that just was phenomenal to watch. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, to be able to go into the school and expose youth to foods that they have never even known or never even heard about. Specifically, I think it was a, a pepper, right? Taylor, one time y'all were in, in the schools and you had found a green pepper, and, and the, the, the ideas that the youth had were that this pepper was going to be hot, and that was their only idea about a pepper. And you were able to expose them to a new food and new food sensations, and, and that, was, that was phenomenal to watch, too. Wow. You're making me hungry. <laughs> Do you guys have anything for us senior citizens? Any programs? Or is this all mostly youth-oriented? No, no, we do. So we, um, Patty, um, our family and consumers agent, is doing a lift program, which, again, is, is focusing on strength training and cardio and, and exercise for our senior citizens. Now, that meets um, twice a week in the evenings. Um you can find the program on our website and, and get registered there. But 
Where do they meet? Where do they meet, Emily? So right now we're doing it virtual. Unfortunately, all of our programs are still for the most Okay, virtual, that's fine. Which is great. You can do it. Yeah, I love it. So, <laughs> but she has partnered up with another county, and they are meeting Mondays and Wednesdays, 530 to 6.30, and it's just ways for you to improve your cardiovascular health and get your body's moving a little bit more. Um, some of our other adult programs, the seniors are more than welcome to help volunteer, right? I'm there retired, looking for stuff Absolutely. to do. Mentor-type programs where we mentor the young? We, we currently don't have any of those programs in place. Taylor has explored the idea of, of doing that. Um, while we do always, especially with livestock, when we have a new producer come into the county, we always try and hook them up with an experienced producer, um, just someone that they can bounce ideas off of and, and troubleshoot problems um, with their livestock. So that, that producer-to-producer crosstalk is really instrumental in, in the success of a new, a new um, farmer. Yeah, it creates a lot of shortcuts, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Teresa, I figure out why you can't have a garden. Why? <laughs> you need bees. Well, I, I was actually getting ready to ask them a question about bees. I have a friend who has a beehive in her house. What? Not on purpose. <laughs> Like, there's honey coming out of the side of her house. And I went down to visit her this summer, and she said, come over here and look. And I looked, and there's honey dripping down the side, the outside of her house. She said, there's bees in there. I don't know what to do. And I said, well, I don't know what to do either, but she could probably call you guys, and y'all could probably hook her up with someone that could maybe help her out with that problem. you got to get the mother bee out of there. How do you get the mother bee out? You talk to her. <laughs> You got a bee whisperer. Have you heard of the bee whisperer? I don't. I don't. They'll follow the. I'm not a bee the whisperer. Mother, they'll follow the, the mother bees. Well, how do we get the mother out? Well, you have to talk to her. <laughs> sure that they are. Bees are great at um, catching 
the hives or swarm of bees. I think they smoke them, don't they? And uh, I forgot how they did it. I've seen it done one time. It's fascinating. It was a long time ago. I was out showing land one day, and this man was, he came out there and started talking to me, and I noticed he had some beehives. And he said that he had went to somewhere up in Virginia and bought a queen bee and bought it back and opened up his box, and she flew away. <laughs> she went back to Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Yeah. Well, he just had gone back. She probably went home. She was homesick. Well, with just a little bit of time left here, what is it that we haven't covered that would you like to uh, bring to our audience? Ooh. I know we've we've gone around the world here today, guys. Really, again, I guess it just goes back to you. Know, we we don't want to be the best kept secret. We have so many services that our agents can can provide and um, offer assistance. Again, from agriculture. Um, either on a large-scale or, or small-scale production from um, crops and, and fruit and vegetables to livestock and um, even for our, our, our horse owners out there, too. There's, there's always someone that we can, if we can't answer it, we can point you in the right direction. And then also for um, just building life skills. Taylor has a great um, list of life skills to help develop these youth and, and um, bright minds, too, um, so we're, we just want to be of service to the citizens of Oaks County and, and um, help in whatever way we can and, and connect them to their land-grant institutions and share the research that's going on um, and bring that research into to everyday life. You know, there's two crops that's been introduced uh, to our area, and my, um, my short extension in uh, land brokerage is uh, truffles. I had a guy... Uh, that came to me out of New Jersey and wanted to uh, buy some land and establish a truffle farm. Actually, we did it down in East Bend, but then there was one that uh, we got involved in on the Dan River, and there was another one. I can't remember where it was. That and now the hemp farming. Uh, we've done a couple shows on that. Is that something that you guys, uh, uh, it's part of your programs at all? Not not yet. Um, not I definitely want to say no, not ever. Um, but currently, no, we do not offer uh, programs in that. But, you know, it's something if we have a researcher at either institution or can only connect um, a homeowner, landowner with, with that if we're able to. You can steer them to the right people, obviously. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Is there any other unique type of farming that's going on right now? Or, you know, llamas came in and then the enus and, the, I don't know, the big birds and... You know, we've seen a little bit of everything. Is there anything that's going on now that you're aware of? Um, I know there there has been a lot of hemp production across the state, right. um, but I I believe that um that has fizzled out a little bit. A lot of people again have, have shown some interest in uh, mushroom production, but then also there's a little bit of a resurgence with interest in um, fiber production from. Um, uh, either sheep or goats, and so people are really into spinning the wool and the fiber from, from those animals and making garments with, with that. So that's been interesting, and it's fun to watch our producers right. uh, take on. And then, of course, you got the microbrewing now, and they're wanting the the, uh, the uh, oats and stuff or whatever the ingredients is. I don't even know that go into that, uh, the barley and... 
Teresa? Now, I'm just sitting here thinking about how I think one of the most important things with 4-H is it's such a positive program, and I think we need more positive things going on in the world right now, and I think that's a, a large part of 4-H. And I think it's very, I think it's imperative that, that kids get involved, and it's, it's just so beneficial in so many ways. And this is outside of the normal uh, school curriculum, too. It is. We, um, we've, Emily mentioned those life skills. You know, we're teaching those life skills that aren't necessarily taught in the schools. And um, so it's, it's very important. Survival classes. Well, it is. It's, uh, you know, you're learning how to, uh, in hard times, uh, survive, uh, you know, and, and also to uh, maintain your health. There's so many unhealthy things, you know, that we eat and, you know, that uh, thanks to our wonderful industries uh, that, that don't really provide us the best nutrition so um, I mean you, you, you've got a lot of you've got a challenge out there guys we do we're willing to accept and rise to it I can tell <laughs> I've never seen so much enthusiasm over what you guys do it's really fascinating do you have people uh, like like if there were Latinos that didn't speak good English do you have anybody that could that could help them? Do you have anybody that can translate? Translate. You know, it's funny that you asked that, Teresa, because um, I'm participating in a small webinar series, um, and we had uh, someone reach out to us to ask if the content was going to be translated in Spanish. And so we we don't have anybody in our, our office that can do that, but we have the connections between our two great universities that we will be able to provide that service for them in some capacity. So whether that's uh, virtually or it's just being translated through the, the seminar and the PowerPoint, we're going to be able to offer that. So let's go ahead and give uh, uh, our listening audience how they get in touch with you guys, uh, Dr. Cope and uh, Taylor. So you can find our contact information on our website, Stokes um, Cooperative Extension. Again, our website is stokes.ces.ncsu.edu, and you can find our bios on there and our email addresses uh, to be able to get in contact with us. So, Taylor, that's, uh, you're on there, too, with your beautiful picture. So, uh, Correct. All right. And then, I guess, too, uh, I'll go ahead and give out the phone number, too. Uh, our phone number is 336-593-8179. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at the uh, at the website now. There's everything on here. There is something about food allergies and pesticides and some sort of pilot program. For rural economics, I'm not sure what that's going, what that is. Farm emergency plan, upcoming 4-H volunteer training, and I don't know what this even is. F-U-S-A-R-I-U-M, Fusarium, wilt, problematic on chrysanthemums. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Those are some large words. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, again, I would direct you to Brian on that one, Teresa. I think it's a, <laughs> it's a type of plant problem, is that why I always describe it to her? <laughs> and here's a farmer's update for September. It says farmer's update, 9-13-2020. So there's a little bit of everything on here. It's, it looks like a very informative site. 
We need Rodney. I'll get him. Hey, thank you for joining us today. Let us know how you like the show. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to suggest, we'd appreciate them. All of our questions are welcome, and all of our guests may be emailed with your questions or comments as well. Now, we'll download uh, the uh, our guest uh, uh, website and their emails. Uh, we don't put phone numbers, but uh, it, it, you can contact all of our guests, including the guests we've had today. This show is for the public and, most importantly, for real estate agents who do not have a source of land education. All of our shows are downloaded after the show today on our master website, www.letstalkland.net. Also, you'll find us on Podbeam and Spotify. Teresa, how do they get in touch with you? They can email me at teresa.mylandpro at gmail.com or give me a call at 336-209-2937. And my email is lou, L-O-U, at mylandpro.com. The cell number is 336-669-1405. And our sponsor today is LandHub.com. Thank you for, thank, are you looking to buy or sell land? Sorry. LandHub.com previews thousands of properties nationwide. Hey, that's LandHub.com. Rodney, how did they get us here? Well, they can go to our website, Lou. They can go to WKTE1090.com and uh, check us out there. All the programs coming up on the website. And also, they can download the simple radio app and hear us anywhere, anywhere. That means like the universe. Yes, the, the universe. Simple, why do they call it simple? Because it's so simple. All you do is go to the Simple Radio app, download it, and type in WKTE1090.com. And when they're not listening to Teresa and I, what do they get to hear? Happy, happy music. Isn't that right, Teresa? That's right. Only happy music? Only happy music. Yep. Shada, Shada loves it. Oh, yeah. Look, Shada, she woke up. She did. Yeah. Okay, and we've won some awards, right? Yeah, five years in a row of uh, being the station of the year on the East Coast for Beach and Oldies Music. East Coast, mm-hmm. the whole East Coast. That's, That's crazy. Right. And we're also, you won a nice award recently. Yeah, last year's Reader Choice Award for the announcer of the year for 2019. Wonder why. You're getting there, see? <laughs> Competition this year. Hey, thank you for joining us today. Stay tuned for Dr. Barbie.